Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freckled Foodie and Friends, a podcast focused on making healthy living approachable, hosted by yours truly, Cameron Rogers. Hello, everyone. I am in Boston in a WeWork, so if the noise is a little different, that's why. But I also have, for the first time, two guests on my show, Matt Lombardi and Kevin Moran. I feel like I'm like being interviewed by YouTube almost. <laughs> I'm sitting on one side of a couch and they're on the other table. But I'm here with the founders of Beam, which, as you guys know from my Instagram, is the CBD that I use daily, the tincture, and I love. So I want to do a deep dive into the company, you guys, CBD, in general. So Matt, I'm going to start with you just because you have the mic in your hand. Okay. Can you please define success for us? Sure. Um, High level, this has changed a lot over the years Yeah. since either just like playing hockey, being younger, going through different experiences. But I think high level, it's really for me just about being passionate about what you're doing and being proud of the work that you're doing and, Mm -hmm. and feeling like it's having an impact or there's meaning behind what you're doing. Um, within that, you can quantify and boil it down and have like very specific things that you're measuring or very specific targets that you want to hit um, mm-hmm. that can be very black and white, whether that's success or not. Uh, but I think high level, as long as there's passion and pride um, and meaning attached, I think that that you're having success no matter what you're doing. Yeah, I like that a lot. Thanks. Kevin? Grab the mic. Yeah. We can hear the people walking by. So we're going to have a little bit of background conversation, which is fine. So I think it depends. For me, there's a lot of different angles you can look at that from. But I think highest level, <clears throat> for me, it would probably just be adding adding value to people's lives every day, whether it's mm-hmm. like just like a, a simple interaction or a hello, or even like, you know, when you think of Beam and our products, you know, like we were talking about before yeah. this, your migraines, my migraines, issues that are, are really profound for people that we're solving. So, um, I guess the shortest version of success on a daily basis and a monthly and yearly or whatever would be just constantly adding value to people's lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something, I mean, for everyone listening, they know my backstory, but we're just meeting for the first time. So I was in sales and trading for five years at JP Morgan. So a completely different life. And at that point, success was so driven of like, okay, am I getting big trades done? Am I covering the best clients? What's mm-hmm. my bonus this year in comparison to last year? But never feeling like I was actually helping anyone, mm-hmm. which I never felt, I never acknowledged or realized that that was lacking for me until now I'm in a place where I feel like I'm helping people yeah. and I realize how much I love it. And so for you guys, I mean, that has to be a really amazing feeling knowing that you've put a product out there that's actually helping people. So mm-hmm. can you give me a little background 
into Beam itself and how you guys came about the idea? Yeah, so I guess I'll get started and let you add anything else. But so Matt and I met at Boston College. Um, I I played baseball there. He played hockey. We were both fortunate enough to play professionally. I left after my junior year. Um, We both had our own series and set of injuries. I blew out my elbow. I had Tommy John surgery, my knee, my shoulder, pretty much everything Everything. you can (laughs) as a baseball player. Um, And Matt had his own series and set of injuries. Um, And much like you, I worked in the the corporate world for about six years. I worked for a big tech company, um, VMware. I loved it, loved the people. But to your point, just it wasn't, I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial spirit and wanted to do something Mm -hmm. a little bit more on my own. And um, get a little bit deeper into what it is that I was doing. So uh, I was there for six years. Uh, I've always been really interested in the wellness space. I've done a bunch of Ironmans and marathons yeah. and CrossFit and Matt very much the same. And um, <clears throat> I'd argue that CBD isn't really mainstream now. I'd say it's becoming more mainstream, but still really mm-hmm. widely misunderstood. Yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so we had a, a few years ago now kind of our own experiences with CBD. And I remember, like, I think I sent a, a blog post to Matt, and I think he tried a product and sat on his couch. I was like, man, what's going to happen to me here? Um, obviously, it doesn't really work like that. We <laughs> Am can talk I about to that. get high? <laughs> yeah. Um, so kind of had our own unique experiences with different products and different brands. And we had always wanted to do something together and kind of took a, a giant step back and said to each other, man, this is a really good opportunity to bring a product to market that's true mm-hmm. to our personal values as athletes and people and, you know, something we'd want to put in our bodies and then also equally as challenging, build a really beautiful consumer brand around it that kind of yeah. represents the things that we want to bring to the world with, you know, honesty, transparency, compassion, and kind of fuse the two of them together. Um, much easier said than done, obviously. I'm but sure. um, it's been a crazy, we're coming up on a year here um, from launch and it's been a crazy, fun, stressful ride. So I don't know if you want to add anything else there, but... No, I think you covered it. I think even just mixed into that, a lot of what Beam is is stuff that naturally we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Wellness, healthy living, um, you know, trying to be the best version of yourself, things like that. And so that was... That's what's been so fun about it, too. I think you just said it, but like just it's a natural extension of our friendship and the things that we're passionate about, the things that we're interested in. Yeah. So that's helped a lot because it, it hasn't been easy. Um, we could, if you want, we can dive into No, I, I, I would love because yeah. I also feel like there has to be a ton of, and I want to also touch on like the beginnings of it, but there has to be a ton of legal shit that you guys are dealing with now, right? Or am I wrong? You want me to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's we can do the whole podcast yeah. just on that. But <laughs> from setting up a simple checking account that normally takes a few minutes when you walk into a bank, that becoming this like insanely long process, talking to tons and tons of banks, finally finding the one that we have, but going through this like gauntlet of interviews and going to like their headquarters and all these different things just for and checking account. Because it's CBD? Because of the, yeah, CBD, okay. the cannabis industry. Um, payment <laughs> Processing is like its whole different beast of like how, you know, when a consumer buys something online, like that whole transaction, how that works. It's not how, mm-hmm. you know, if you bought a pair of sneakers online. Um, I think high level, we just always laugh because we're fortunate, both because we have an amazing team and, you know, we have a lot of people rowing in the right direction and we've we've had some good traction today. A lot of our friends and family, just people are like, wow, like Beam looks awesome. Looks like you guys are crushing it. And it's just like... I didn't it, know you guys were only a year old. It doesn't shock. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it, like we we have a hard time it's celebrating painful. wins. <laughs> so I, I yeah. We what is what is the analogy you use? You try to look like a duck yeah above water like gliding, and then yeah. underneath we just have like this like our legs are going like super super fast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Um, it, Matt alluded to a little bit too, but like I think when we first started this, we didn't realize how difficult it would be. I remember sitting in my apartment and 
looking at each other and say, okay, we're going to do this. Let's go open up a business checking account. And we were just like, oh, this is a lot harder than we initially expected. No one will take our business. This isn't like for a line of credit or anything like that. Literally yeah, just, just to open, open an account. So the bank that we're at, we had to go meet with them at their headquarters, talk to them about our business plan. We were there for a few hours. They ended up calling us a few days later, like, okay, we'll take you guys. So I think one thing that people don't understand, and we're, we're actually going through a big financing round right now. And, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know, we built a business to scale. It will, I'll, oftentimes I'll be like, you know, ask, you know, other companies how they do their banking or how they do payment processing because it's a really unique space. And I think one of the things we're most proud of, the business has grown, you know, super fast and we're obviously proud mm-hmm. of that and the team and all these profound issues we're solving for people. But truly like that we built the business in a way that can actually scale like a traditional business, which is, yeah. um, was, we didn't take the easy way out there, which, which I think we're definitely both proud of. And I think, so I said this before, like when we were talking off the mics, um, I was very wary of the whole CBD industry Mm -hmm. because I'm someone that, you know, I was kind of like, why can't we just get high instead of taking (laughs) CBD? But I realized that I can't like just normally get high every morning. So I went into the CBD world with like, I don't know if I fully believe this because everyone was pushing CBD on everyone. You're talking to world's biggest skeptic. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been high before. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's funny that we're, <laughs> all, our, yeah, our friends and family are like you guys, like you guys starting a cannabis business are like the, of all people are the last people. And we had a very similar thought. So I didn't, I, I think I'm answering your question before you asked yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. We, I mean, not all CBD is created equal, I think is, is a line that we use often and, um, to your point, it's a very confusing space. Um, very confusing. we went through a painfully long diligence process on our end to figure out how to source this stuff and how, like I said in the beginning, mm-hmm. to bring a product to market that was our own, you know, true to our personal values. And yeah. I always give this analogy, it's kind of dumb, but it seems to resonate. So, um, there's all different types of CBD in the market. So I use this orange juice analogy. So CBD okay. isolate, broad spectrum and full spectrum are mm-hmm. the three types. Think of them like isolate like orange juice without the pulp nothing in it right Mm -hmm. broad spectrum would be orange juice with a little bit of pulp full spectrum has the pits the rinds everything in it yeah it's pretty widely known and accepted that full spectrum cbd is the most efficacious Mm -hmm. um the problem is that most full spectrum oil on the market has trace amounts of thc in it right you can't feel it doesn't come up on a drug test um it's just in there and we're not anti-thc by any means but it was kind of true to our values of a brand and we work with a lot of athletes and all those things. So mm-hmm. we wanted to have no THC in the product. So you could technically call that broad spectrum, but we use the term full spectrum without THC or phytocannabinoid rich CBD. So it depends on how you want to talk through it, but very long story short, the integrity of the full spectrum oil, I know this is getting a little bit nerdy, but no, no, the- <laughs> no, this is what I like. And I actually yeah. did a full piece when we first partnered, because I was like, I need to do my own research. Yeah. And I was anal. I like bothered the shit it's out hard. of myself. I was like, can you send me this? Can you send me that? Can I have yeah, more information no. on this? Oh, that was you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember listening to you like, oh my God. No, but I just wanted to, well, I, first of all, first and foremost, my whole thing is like, if I'm going to work with a brand that I'm going to promote on my page, I want to make sure it's legitimate mm. and a brand that I want to spend my own money on to encourage others to. And for, especially for CBD, I was like, I need to make sure I'm doing my research and due diligence. And if I'm posting something about it, like I want it to be serious. So I was very annoying, So yeah, but I did a whole piece on my blog about it. So I like what you're saying. So yeah, so it's exactly the way I just described. And that was kind of the oil that we wanted to go with and get to market. Yeah. 
higher level from a consumer perspective, you have to, it's important to understand that there's different types of oil out there or different types of products out there that have these different categories of mm-hmm. CBD. Um, if you, I don't know if you want to add anything in there, but it's just important and it's, it's part of our charter and it's, it's tough for us. A lot of this is, is education. It's yeah. not traditional marketing, right? Where you were giving a lot of people this, it's such a new and emerging market that people just like don't know those, those details now. So totally. Yeah. It's, um, there's a lot of just stigmas and misconceptions about CBD. Yes. Not even that, it, like the THC CBD confusion aside, even just that, like it makes you sleepy, it makes you drowsy. So that alludes to people just taking it before bed, or yeah, if they're just going to like. Because I don't take mine before bed because I don't think it makes yeah. me tired. But so so it does help with sleep. But okay. so I'll even come up a level. So highest level, and not to make not to get like too detailed with it, but just to give context. So we have an endocannabinoid system in our body. Okay. And that's responsible for regulating things like sleep, digestion, inflammation, pain, anxiety, stress, mm-hmm. all these different things. It essentially keeps everything in balance. CBD has the same endocannabinoid system in it. And so essentially what that means in our analogy in this context is think of CBD oil or consuming CBD in your routine or diet. It's just like taking engine oil for your engine. So just okay. helping your ECS system do its job more efficiently. And that's why you see such a broad menu of benefits that CBD helps with because it's it has the same transmitters and everything. So as your mind essentially is like sending all these signals and commands throughout your body, it's yeah. just helping that communication system in your body. So with sleep, it's not necessarily making you drowsy. It's more just promoting a deeper, more quality sleep. Um, Got it. But the fact that it helps with sleep, there's that misconception. It would be like taking melatonin or like a Benadryl yeah. to make you drowsy. Um, so even that, like a lot of stuff that we're trying to do, both in how you consume CBD products, whether it be a vape, a patch, gummies, things like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of those also kind of began with THC supplements or products. And mm-hmm. so then also there's just like that, like that just behavior of how you're using those to um, associate more with THC. So a lot of what we're trying to do, like Kevin says, educate and then also create products that allude more to the lifestyles and the things that people that we're focused on serving are doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we launched a protein bar, just because it's yeah. a more common way to consume something. It's a healthy bar minus a CBD, but we added the CBD just for the extra benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some other products coming up, but really we look at it, <clears throat> we, we want people to use our products to help with sleep if that's a pain point that they have, but also educate and, and help them understand that it's it's something you can use throughout the day, not just uh, before bed or at nighttime. Yeah. I yeah. take mine actually first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I find it helps me the most. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't have trouble sleeping, so mine's more just like calming my mind. Yeah. Um, but that's when I find it. So you guys both professionally played sports then got into crossfit and that's what kind of led you to the cbd world somehow in a way (laughs) it's really just like we were always interested in just improvement whether it be mental physical like anything crossfit being like a new thing we we got into just like it's an amazing workout it's a great way to push yourself are you still Um, in crossfit i have so many questions about crossfit yeah we can talk i'm just like i'm thinking just always been very interested in the wellness space i'll taking all different types of supplements one time i ordered um, what was it like these snake larvae uh, probiotics like that were literally like they hatch in your stomach i had done yeah I've had some I've done some <laughs> yeah what was the result of taking that no, honestly, nothing. Okay. They didn't do anything. I'm surprised um, you didn't like get sick. Or my something. wife is like, that, she loves it. Every she, she hates it, but she likes to make fun of me for it. Yeah, she, it's yeah. entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Like I constantly have like these boxes of products coming that are just. She's mm-hmm. like, what the hell is this? She sounds like my husband because he 
absolutely hates every package I get. He's like, <laughs> another, he's like not involved in the system of our building. Like he didn't get notified. And then he got mad that he wasn't in it. So I added his email to our apartment. And then he, two days later, he's like, I want out. Take we get off. an email every five seconds that you have a package. <laughs> so I understand. So I think just like being interested in the wellness space, right? Yeah. Um, and like I said before, CBD was mainstream, kind of seeing it out there and saying, man, there could be some, being serious now that there could really be some serious profound things that this could do and I I mentioned I'm like a for whatever reason I used to get these horrible migraines after CrossFit Mm -hmm. Um, since Matt and I figured out a way to source the CBD that we have now it's been almost a year that I I haven't had one maybe over I remember we started getting it and it's been um, it's been a major awesome change yeah it's a life changing thing for me we talk about that often it's it's CBD is really interesting in the way that it can help people solve, you know, little issues like Matt's mom, as an example, uses our salve, um, for her arthritis in her hand. So her better is playing mm-hmm. with her granddaughters, you know? Um, and for me and for you, it's, it solves serious, yeah. serious issues that are making profound impacts on people's lives. So it's really cool. So do you take it before you do CrossFit? We always migraines? laugh because we're bad examples. <laughs> we, you, we have it pretty readily available. So we take it all the time, but I take, okay, I do take fine. it. I take it before and after I work out. I take a, um, uh, one serving of the 1500 milligram before and after. Um, yeah. and I think I always will, because now that I've seen that that's worked for me, there's no, well, yeah, I'm not then changing it's like, it. Yeah. Well, what if it doesn't work? Exactly. Well, then, yeah. then you get a migraine and it just fucking sucks. Exactly. So I'm with you. Yeah. Um, it's helped me immensely with migraines as well. And honestly, I'm still for everyone listening, you know, my journey and struggle with this, but I'm still figuring out what triggers my migraines mm. and it changes kind of every day. Some days it's alcohol. Some days it's a specific alcohol. Interesting. The other day I have no idea. So this has definitely been something They're that brutal. Helps. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I saw like, I got MRIs in my brain. I saw Same. multiple neurologists. I've done all sorts of stuff and I was never, I, I knew they came from concussions. No. And I, I knew that they came from intense exercise, obviously, cause it was, it never was after running or biking or whatever it was. It was only specifically after CrossFit. Um, and I could never figure it out. And I could, to be candid, I still haven't figured out what exactly caused it, but they don't happen anymore yeah. with the CBD. Wait, so did you continue doing CrossFit even though you were getting this? I know. Everybody used to say this. I was getting acupuncture one time trying to figure out, and the acupuncturist was like, I love you coming and spending your money here, but like, why don't you just stop doing CrossFit? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, it's not, it, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> it's an addiction. You people, is. CrossFit is a cult. <laughs> I know. I know. It's bad. Um, no, I mean, I totally, migraines are awful. And as someone who is very regimented and plan oriented and like type A, I've let go a little bit, but I've had to like cancel all of my plans mm-hmm. for whatever that day is. And mm-hmm. that for me is quite honestly, one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. Um, so they fucking suck. Yeah. But CBD has helped me as well. And I also have been using the, what do you call it? The solve? Salve. Salve. Yeah. Um, my husband's like consistently injured. I don't know how. Um, he's a very old man who won't give up playing recreational basketball. <laughs> and so I'm constantly putting it like on his knees yeah. and hamstrings and it helps him as well. Yeah. So needless to say, you guys are a large role in my life as well. Awesome. Where do you guys see CBD going in the future? And it can be beam specifically or just the entire market. Let me start and you can dig it. So I, I guess let Matt, I'll, I'll start cause I have the microphone in my hand, but I think over time, like I said in the beginning, this is so widely misunderstood. We had mm-hmm. a, a pop up in <clears throat> Boston, and it was really great for us because we got we had to talk, you know, real time with customers. And, yeah. Um, again, just super misunderstood. Over time, this is going to become a lifestyle supplement, like a collagen protein or a fish oil. I agree. Um, there's going to need to be a little bit of time in between there for us to figure out kind of a process in which CBD 
gets to market, if you will. Um, but next, I'd say probably 24 months or so, this is going to continue to get more understood and more just kind of part of people's daily routines. Mm-hmm. Beam specifically, I think we also view the space, <clears throat> a lot of what we're working on is creating a functional line of products. And so just understanding who our consumers are and then helping yeah. meet whatever pain points they have. And we kind of, at the center of it, we think it's all around performance. It doesn't necessarily mean for athletics or athletes, but just performance, whether it be work, life, mm-hmm. your day-to-day, whatever it is. Um, and understanding, like, whether that be around sleep, recovery, mental clarity, stamina, different things like that. So a lot of what we're developing on, we have some really exciting stuff that we'll be launching in the coming months. But um, really starting, the protein bar is kind of like the first tier of, like, the innovation about yeah. our products, like creating stuff that seamlessly integrates into someone's life, is friendly to consume, things like mm-hmm. that. But um, taking that a step further, really focusing on creating a functional line of CBD products that, one, are easy to consume, have a specific purpose. Um, and then again, like if you look at one of the consum- or one of our consumers, just how do we serve them in like different functions and pain points and, and areas of their life? Um, and not necessarily... We even it's our it's our one of our first products and it's our main product now the oil we still joke it's, it's just kind of an odd way to consume a supplement it's very like kind of ancient feeling or old but you'd be surprised as like a supplement junkie I feel like a lot of my things are oils yeah I in tincture know. form like like in a, tincture form yeah, yeah. like I'm oh, doing right that yeah, I, yeah. yeah or putting it like in a liquid or something mm-hmm. actually one of my friends claims that <laughs> I don't know if anyone has ever told you this but he never poops in the morning and when he takes beam, he poops. <laughs> he's not. and he's i think it's the oil because you know oil it's a like diuretic your stomach yeah. no but like it's a good way he's not like <laughs> running to the bathroom it's like helping him go to the bathroom in the morning we say for better everything and then like, like we'll say for better like know. sleep recovery workouts i guess for now better, you can say poop. for better poop yeah i talk about people on my instagram so <laughs> people are fine with that we'll have our team add that into the some of the graphics Thank that you. we do yeah Perfect. there's a good you poop can just emoji. use the emoji yeah. oh i use it all the time i, I, also, I do <laughs> think i want to say to a big part when you ask where we're going with beam i think it's it's companies like us and it's part of our charter to educate the greater market so mm-hmm. that it gets so that people so it stops being so misunderstood yeah i agree um not sure if, if you just mentioned this but we work with a bunch of athletes particularly in the crossfit space matt fraser tia claire toomey brooke wells uh, a handful of them seven eight of them um and i think working with athletes is really going to help kind of mainstream this if you will um yeah because people trust I mean, athletes are crazy about what they're putting into right, their Right, yeah, body. we are too. And I think that's why they've been willing to work with us too, just given mm-hmm. our backgrounds. We've been fortunate to, to work with athletes and partner with them in the space. But I don't want to get lost in the fact that obviously it's important for us to grow the business financially and all those things. But it's we won't do that and it won't be good for us if we don't do it with that education in mind. I agree. And personally, I feel as if the CBD market is going to move in a way of like – almost narrower Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and it's not going to be everyone and their mother screaming we sell cbd here because a lot of that cbd is what i kind of am like does this even work yeah but it's going to be the more legitimized companies who are doing the actual due diligence and getting the correct product and putting the good product out there and there's going to be more focus on that so like expansion upwards and less horizontally we're aligned in our thesis yeah Yeah. even on that like with anything, not just CBD. Like, if you want to just slap a label on something and find someone to make it mm-hmm. and put a label on it and put it out there, it's not. It's really not that complicated. 
it, that's what's happening right now in the CBD space is people are just rushing and throwing a label on something, putting it out there. And so that's that's a good yeah. way to explain. It. It's like you see it just everywhere because it's people are just trying to ride the wave of CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the collagen of two years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but th- that's like through our partners, through our branding, marketing, education. That's how we really try to differentiate. And just like everything, this is what we do just like as a business from like customer support, like how we fill packages to... Everything, Everything. Yeah. like we try to like have like it be like the same standard through and through from like mm-hmm. things that consumers don't even see or notice or are aware that we're doing or to the things you know the product that they get in their hand. Um, we try to have like the same quality and standard of everything that we do, and I think it's all. I don't know, I think today it's probably why we've had some traction um, and I being able so. to grow in the space because it, it's a very very saturated space. Like even yeah. starting this, like whether it be raising funding or talking to people, friends and family, just being like why would you guys do that? It's so saturated. There's like thousands mm-hmm. of companies doing this. Like, how are you different than the CBD, you know, at the gas station? Like, how are you different than the CBD that's at, that I yeah. just saw at the store down the street for me? Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's an interesting space. And, and that's why you usually say to like buyer beware for sure. Just because not all CBD, like Kevin's totally. not all CBD is the same. So I have two points for that. One being like personally from a consumer standpoint, I know I said this to you guys beforehand of how I found you, but I, kind of reached out to a bunch of different CBD brands, did my research and wanted to partner with one because it aligns so perfectly with my message, but also like I really noticed a difference once I tried it. And for me, it was very obvious that you guys, A, I love the story of like two athletes creating a company. I will always support athletes like to a way where I kind of am a little, whatever. (laughs) When I was the intern sponsor at JP, I'd get resumes and I would literally have a pile for athletes and a pile for none. I'm like, okay, we're only going to focus on these people. But anyway, I think it shows how much you guys care. So from a consumer standpoint, it's definitely obvious and I appreciate it. And that truly is one of the reasons why I chose you guys. But B, now I'm trying to remember, oh, the oversaturation. That was something that also people said to me. It's like, well, really? And how I felt. Like, oh, I'm going to start a food Instagram. Like, oh, how many fucking food Instagrams could yeah. there be on the internet? Like, we get it. You like your food. Phone eats first. But I think there is, I always say when people ask me, like, I want to start a food Instagram, but I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, there are so many TV shows out there. Imagine if a, a comedy show was like, oh, I'm not going to start my show because there's already a Friends out there. Like, it's yeah. oversaturated, whatever. There's always room for another show, but I'm never going to watch a show that tries to be Friends because it's never going to be as good as Friends. Mm-hmm. Like, in my mind. I'll yeah. never watch a mimic of Friends because you'll never be as good. But that doesn't mean I won't watch An Office yeah. because it's a different comedy. Like, So there's always room for new things, even in saturated markets, as long as you're differentiating yourself and like staying yeah. true to yourself and not trying to mimic another company if yeah. that made any sense that analogy. it does no it reminds me so we always we have a saying internally yeah um given like how saturated there's so mm-hmm. many companies like why would you start another cbd company and we just say there's always room for the best agreed um in in whatever category you're in whether it's like you want yeah. to start an instagram account you want to start a podcast and people say like the world doesn't need another cbd company yeah, they don't need another podcast and it's just like there's always room yeah. for the best so many podcasts <laughs> and i always talk about um it sounds simple and easy, but like the theory of marginal gains, like if you do like mm-hmm. the little things right, they're so hard and it's so painful to do all the little things right, but they add up so much over time. And not everyone is doing them. It's it's much easier said than done, but I think we try to live that ethos with ourselves um, and with our team, and that's how you get like you know very very happy customers. Mm-hmm. But 
again, easier said than done. But I also yeah. think being in whatever you're doing for the right reasons, because I think yeah. a lot of people will start, and I can speak to my industry, but some people will start Instagrams and like the obsession is over. How many followers do I have? How right. many likes am I getting? How many comments, whatever. And like that obsession is then when it shows. And it's mm-hmm. like you're only doing this for certain things. Yeah. And that's when it doesn't seem authentic. Yeah. And it's the same way for a brand of like obsessing of only trying to be profitable. That's when you skip the small yeah. steps that really yeah. separate you guys. Yeah. So on this note, because I feel like we're talking about all the wonderful, wonderful things that Beam does, what would you say your favorite characteristic about yourself is? Oh, man. <clears throat> do you want to go first? <laughs> it's always harder for men um, to do this, which is surprising. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can do each other. Um, <laughs> a lot. So Matt and I, um, a lot. <laughs> this is a bromance. Matt and I are very different. We, we approach things. So we're co-CEOs of the company, obviously co-founders, and we approach things from very, very different angles. Um, mm-hmm. but like ultimately end up in the same meeting place. Yeah. I'm a little bit more, uh, I was going to say energetic, but not energetic. I don't know. Just a little bit more fiery. And Matt's much more stoic. Cause you can probably tell this from talking to vibe. us. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I love about Matt is he never panics. He's just like very even keeled. And not that it's I'm like a big CBD. <laughs> yeah. He used to panic a lot more before we started the company. No, he's just, he doesn't, um, I'm much more reactive and emotional, which is a gift and a curse, I think. But mm-hmm. I think Matt does a really good job of just like, of just taking it in, absorbing it, processing it, and then making decisions from there, which again, creates a good partnership, right? Because I, do a lot of things off of intuition and Matt's mm-hmm. much more um, thorough in his thinking. You need both things. Right, exactly. Opposites attract. It's like you guys are married. Um, likewise with Kevin, there's a lot that I like about him. There's a lot that I love about him. Um, one of the things that always stands out to me, and I think it's unique to Kevin and people who really get to know him too, I think you, he has this like really unique energy. But the way that it shows up, actually, it's shown up in a lot of ways, both in our personal friendship and then as business partners. Um, he has this very, very unique way just to get stuff done. And that sounds like very simplified mm-hmm. or maybe like not a big deal or no, like a big quality. But within starting a business, within, you know, in a, in a friendship, not always like just telling your friends what they want to hear or, you know, pushing them in different ways. And But within Beam specifically, he has a very unique way like throughout our whole company or culture with every teammate that he interacts with of like pushing a process along and getting it done with insane amount of urgency. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard because when you think of so many people have so many ideas and a lot of ideas just don't come to fruition. Um, and he's directly impacted so many of our visions and our creativity and things that we wanted to get done just because he has this really unique way just to get stuff done whether it be like getting so far up someone's ass. <laughs> so you don't leave people alone, basically. And, it's, and again, it sounds kind of funny or it it's sounds like, yeah. you know, just getting stuff done like he's just like a task doer, but it, it, there's like so much more depth in that. Like mm-hmm. he has such a like ferocious way of just like moving a process along, getting stuff done that has impacted the success and the pace that we've moved at. Um, it's something that I really admire and something I try to incorporate more into my own way of operating. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things, but that as a business partner, that has really stuck out as just like this really fast pace just to move stuff and get stuff done. Even stuff like that's just not even in our control. And that's what I yeah. think is unique. It's not like, hey, we just we need to get up and go pick up boxes and like get stuff done that way. It's like 
like moving mountains, whether it be a deal, um, you know, this huge hurdle of like launching a product, things like mm-hmm. that. Like he, he just has this really unique way to get stuff done. And I, and I, again, I try to like hammer on it because I don't want it to sound oversimplified. Like it's no, I don't think it does. like most people get paralyzed <laughs> by like ideas or like the how of, yeah, I just love, I just want to keep talking about them. Um, but most people can get paralyzed on like the how of how to get something done or Mm -hmm. he just never gets stuck with anything. He just like moves through stuff always. That's a very admirable. But I will say too, we, this is obviously Matt and I's baby, right? Like we we were the the first two here, but anything we've done, we have some just, I'd say one of my biggest takeaways is like how good our partners have been. And mm-hmm. we work with um, a team here in Boston, Smith and Saint. They've been like absolutely incredible partners for us. Our team here. Yeah, how big is your team within Beam? Six or seven people, um, and then like I said, we work pretty closely mm-hmm. with them too. Um, we, at the end of every week, I'm just so blown away by like the like just the amount of effort. And like genuine love that goes into creating the brand, it's pretty, it's impressive. Yeah, well, it's awesome. I think being a part of a startup. I mean, I know Freckled Foodie is my baby, and like I put, I never turn off because mm-hmm. there's always more to be done, which is very difficult. But at the same sense, it doesn't necessarily feel like work when I want to be doing it. Yeah, but there's a sense of protection, or like I'll do anything for this, and I think it's dangerous. <laughs> it's, it's definitely dangerous. But having a team join you in that beginning phase like it's amazing that you have people that also feel that way and I will say how long were you you guys you were friends in college correct Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's very admirable to go into business with friends because that can get very tricky yeah so kudos to you guys for making it work we have yeah we have a very unique relationship we have a friendship and then a business partnership and I think Um, but I also think that's why being opposites helps because imagine if there were two of either one of you. Yeah. Like we share the same values, I guess is what I was trying to say before. Like we approach it from literally like totally different angles, but mm-hmm. ultimately we share the same values at our core, which is good for the business and good for us. Um, we can have like a, like a yelling match about a business decision. And like two seconds later, I'm like, Hey, do you want to go work out? Oh yeah. You it's, have to separate we, we have the two. a very good, we do a very, which is super hard. Um, it's like siblings. Yeah. We do a good job of that though. I think, um, and maybe we struggle with it at times, but I do that with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hate you. Yes. Like, okay, are we going to get lunch? <laughs> um, speaking of food, and I actually wanted to say this, I forgot, when we were talking about like different products and ways to consume Beam, it will be out by the time this podcast is released, but it'll be in the show notes. I did a recipe with the tincture. So I made these, like I used the mint tincture, mm. and I made like mint cacao energy balls that are delicious. So I'll put that in the show notes. But And send us some. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should have brought some. Fuck, I'm sorry. Um, but I do want to ask my question that I ask everyone because it's the way I find I get to know anyone. The top three ways to your heart through food. So it's not necessarily like the last meal, but it's what makes you the happiest. And it could be very specific. It could be generic. So I guess, <clears throat> so the top three ways to your heart through food? Yeah. Three each, or if you want to combine them, fine. So I'll keep it this one very high level, and then I can talk about the food that I like. But okay. I love just like a like a very nice meal with like friends or close family. Mm-hmm. Like, a, but it was like a, th- a three hour like just like meal, not like, totally uninterrupted, just yes. enjoying time with friends and family. Easier said than done, too. Definitely. Um, and I just I absolutely love ice cream. 
Oh my God, me too. Yeah, That's I'm a huge one of ice mine. cream fan. Yeah. No, I eat ice cream every day. <laughs> I try not to eat it every day. Oh, I have but. it every day. Where's your favorite ice cream from? Um, there's a couple places on the on Cape Cod. They're competitors, so I don't want to say them both. Okay, fine. <laughs> but I, I, I would feel bad. Um, but there's a couple. If anyone, I'm from Cape Cod, so if anyone listening is from there, you'll, yeah, you'll know what I'm talking know about. Any Cape Cod ice yeah. cream. What about Boston ice cream? Well, I live here in the seaport too, so Ben and Jerry's right across the street, so it's kind of like an easy okay. get. Yeah. So I go there pretty often. Um, I went to FOMU last night. Oh, I do love Holy that too. Shit, it was yeah, I do so love that too. Good. I yeah. had the chocolate pudding and like yeah, a red raspberry yeah, oat crumble. Yeah. They need to have a spot in the seaport. They have one in Back Bay. Yeah. No, they need to open one in the seaport. I'm going to JP Lex tonight too. JP Lex is good. What's that place that's in LA too that we like? Press? Pressed? Oh. No, that's not ice cream. <laughs> that's that's it's healthy. So ice cream. icy. I kind of like it. Don't oh, you? I don't like it. Wait, do you like? Have you had Van Leeuwen? No. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, you need to try it. I don't know if they have a store in Boston, but I do think that they have. Well, they sell it at Whole Foods in the city, mm. so I feel like they would sell it here. It's the best, best ice cream. I had an ice cream truck at my wedding, and it was the best thing mm, in the world. Nice. They came. Okay, so ice cream, I love that. I think ice cream. Am I supposed to give you three? Yeah, yeah, you're three. (laughs) This is like a totally other end of the spectrum, but I love um, like a very nice grass-fed steak. Mm, Me too. Yeah. We would have a good hangout. Two of my favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. I do have a sweet tooth, so I do love just a great dessert, whether it be a chocolate cake, ice cream, um... But not not just like a generic, you know, run of the mill kind of yeah, thing. Not like, like a Hershey bar. Exactly. Um, you guys should make CBD chocolate. You could do that. Yeah, you know. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum of that, I love like a good green juice or a smoothie mm-hmm. or something, some kind of really awesome juice. What would be your smoothie order? <clears throat> um, what would be my smoothie? Mm-hmm. Can I give you a juice? Yeah, sure. More of a juice person. Um, I can probably say your juice. Just like everything green. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a big like not sweet fruit. person. In the, yeah. So like kale, spinach. Throw some wheatgrass in there. Turmeric. Yeah. Celery, Ginger and lemon. That's oh, very. Do you put turmeric in there? That's very regimented. I say that he plugs into the wall at night. He just very much <laughs> like a. He just he doesn't really come off script. Do you very eat often. the same thing every day? I could. Yeah. Most okay. days I do. Wow. Um, I in a third. That is, but I won't ask. <laughs> I probably would share that one with Kevin. A nice grass-fed steak. We every week, maybe every couple of weeks, we try to like slow down and go to have a nice meal like that. Where do you guys go for grass-fed steaks in Boston? Lately, it's been Ocean Prime, which is underneath his building. Um, I also like Mastros, which opened up in Seaport about a year ago. Okay. I know they have some in LA and, and I don't whatnot, know that. It's another good place. Interesting. I love yeah. grass-fed. So yeah. I actually have a huge debate with my family. We grill a lot. I love to grill, and. Ever since, I guess, like a year ago, I've been very, not anal, but like I care about what goes into my body. And so mm-hmm. if I'm cooking, I want organic, grass-fed, whatever. Like the 20% of the 80-20 is what I'm eating. If mm-hmm. it's not grass-fed, like at a restaurant, fine, I'll still eat it. But whatever. If I'm cooking, I would like it to be. My parents refuse to acknowledge that like they should also be eating organic <laughs> and grass-fed. And so they've actually like taken the table and turned it on me and have like refuse to admit that it's good so like oh this it looks disgusting i fucking hate sure it it tastes bad. it <laughs> tastes so bad my parents are the exact same way so um, i have a separate freezer 
at oh, our God. house yeah, and at my beach house. I buy all of my stuff bulk and I freeze it. And so when my dad goes and buys steaks, I take one out and I defrost it and I grill my own steak. <laughs> <laughs> It's common. That's actually like an even higher level too. That's a serious issue in this country too. Yeah, people don't you. realize. Yeah. Oh, it, um, oh my god. I, my parents needs, listen to every episode. So. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> I love this guy, Doctor Mark Hyman. I'm not sure if you know who oh, that is. Do I? Yeah. Love yeah. Him. He is his book. What the heck should I eat? Is incredible. Yeah. Um, He's great. I read that, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago now, and that opened my eyes to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in the conventional cattle and poultry and industry. It's very, yeah. very interesting. And I yeah. even now like. There is obviously the 80 20. I'm not going to like turn down like bites of stuff, but even if I'm out at a restaurant, I'm not going to say I won't order a steak if it's not grass fed. I do this whole like steak frites of the month where I get it, go to <laughs> eat or post it at the top 15 steak frites restaurants in New York. And so my girlfriend and I made it our New Year's resolution to check off the list throughout the year. <laughs> so every month we go to a different one. None of those are grass fed. So, like, yes, fine. Yeah, wow. Well. But on a normal stance now, even because I'm so aware of it at restaurants, like sometimes I'll just eat kind of vegetarian because I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know where this shit is coming from. Yeah. And you can taste the difference too, which kind of says it all. And I me. think it tastes better. Well, whatever. Oh, it tastes like, way better. Yeah. They also do this to me with wild seafood. It's like oh, wild so salmon. They we, think you're not even start eating together. They're like, this is the grossest thing in the world. So I, I had this my experience with my parents. This was, I don't know, maybe six months ago, we were out to dinner. <laughs> like I took it a little bit far asking questions of the waiter like what the salmon is mm-hmm. it grass is it uh, wild caught yeah all these things and my parents were both just like are you kidding like we can't take you out to dinner anyway you're embarrassing us it makes a difference I know it does I, it definitely does <laughs> I know speaking from someone who had work through poisoning yeah. and it wasn't from seafood but I don't think the seafood had helped um, it totally makes a difference yeah well anyway yeah. we can <laughs> we can do a full podcast on this but Thank you guys so much for coming on here. This was really fun. I want to help spread the word of Beam in any way I can. So everyone, it'll all be in the show notes. I have a discount for their website that you can use, but definitely check it out. Don't be totally wary of CBD because they're not all created equal, but this is actually a good one. So thank you guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Freckled Foodie and Friends. I thoroughly hope you enjoyed it. If you could be so kind, I would greatly appreciate a rate and or review on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcast. Currently, this one's available on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please subscribe to make sure you're up to date with new episodes coming at you every Friday morning. If once a week isn't enough of me, please follow along on my most active social channel, Instagram. Find me, my unedited videos, recipes, random rants, and info for all my other social channels on there at Freckled Foodie.